Broncos country, how about that W? How you doing today? It is a victory Monday, which means the post-game podcast is just a happy place to be. This huh. is the place to hang out right now, John. It's the place to be. I, I'm so happy to be drinking my happy whiskey this week, Devin. <laughs> I was getting the, the sad stuff was getting pretty pretty old. Well, I was gonna say you, you gotta be running out of the sad stuff by now. Like that's gotta get expensive. You gotta keep buying that. It man. does. It really does. It gets expensive. <laughs> I'm glad I got to break into the the happy whiskey. Jeez. Well, hey guys, we got a lot of awesome stuff to talk about, uh, and some bad stuff to talk about. Uh, but we'll get it all out there, reviewing the game, uh, and maybe answer some of your questions as well if we have some time. But sit back, relax, and enjoy the Orange Weekly uh, post game podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Bourbon, Broncos, no BS. That's what we do here, and we are ready to break it down for you guys. But, of course, John, other than, you know, feeling good about a win, what you thinking, man? How you doing? Good. I, what, we watched a live game in person, yep. and the Broncos yep. beat yep. the Packers. I don't know the last time we yep. beat the Packers. Was it, was it the Super Bowl? Was it? <laughs> no, last time we beat the Packers was no. We beat the Packers uh, the year we won the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Was that 15 years ago? That wasn't 15 years. Ago. <laughs> it feels like 15 years ago. Kevin, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to do this show today. Uh, I can't even get my facts straight already, which is perfect because everyone's yep. gonna be in a good mood and they won't be checking anything I say. <laughs> uh, I like that. I mean, you know, for the. In integrity we have here, the reporting integrity we here have at Bourbon Broncos No BS. We always have our facts straight, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some, you know, checking on the sides. I don't know. But look, fact oh, of the matter is the Cheeseheads came to town and yes, Cheeseheads had a meltdown. <laughs> um, I got to say, though, Packers fans travel well. Uh, very polite to like, you know. You got the Phillies fans that come in and stuff, and they're just a, a super freaking annoying. If you're a Phillies fan, sorry, but usually the Phillies fans are annoying. Um, but the Green Bay fans, other than just being really loud at shouting "Go Pack Man. Go," it, there were times where it felt like it was an away game for the Broncos because yeah. it was just so loud. Um, yeah. But otherwise, they're really nice and stuff, um, very personal. And so, just tip of the hat from a fan to another fan uh, to yeah. all of the. Uh, Packers fans and all the cheeseheads out there. So. My, my assumption is that a, uh, you know, middle October game in Denver is much just nicer weather overall than it is in, uh, in Wisconsin. But <laughs> um, yeah, I know the Packers fans, they travel well. They were all, I mean, I think, I think the stat was 55% of the seats were filled by Packers fan, which you could yeah. feel it. I mean, you could even feel it in the tailgate. The Broncos tailgates were little bit lighter than they than they normally are they were very light uh the, the flagman tailgate I, I mean we didn't even have enough people to take a picture um oh really i came up i came late for that but I, every I, single time i've been there which is pretty much every home game for the last basically my third season hanging out with them all there we've always done a group picture before the yeah. game 
it, no matter what the weather like there's tons of people people come back to the tailgate for the picture right there was hardly anyone over there inside yeah. so it yeah. was very interesting i was actually thinking this the stadium was going to be mostly empty by seeing the tailgating situation but then packers showed up yeah, I mean, pretty much just in time for the game and filled it yeah our, our man scott i think had a lot of food left over after that tailgate but uh uh and, and you're, you're, lots of shots left <laughs> there was definitely a lot of shots which we hey we did our part you know i will we say did. we we tried we helped the cause but man you're right in the stadium there were times where i was like man this feels like an away game uh yeah it was impressive. I was like, wait, we're supposed to be quiet when our offense is on the field and it's third yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, the uh, the Packers fan that was sitting close to us, uh, he was, you know, telling the fans to quiet down, you know, when the when the Packers offense was on the field and it was getting quieter. I was like, that's not how that's supposed to work. You're their away team. What? All right. That being said, when we had to make noise, we still made noise. Broncos, oh, not yeah. like Broncos country was non-existent. Uh, might no, have been a different no. story if the game was going a different direction, but it wasn't. It was a good game. No, it was. Um, it sure felt like, man, it felt like it should have been a bigger blowout for the Broncos. Um, and we'll, we'll get into all the reasons why. But when I rewatched the, ta- the, the game tape today, it's like we, we really did like we, we beat them like straight up. Even though it came down to the wire, we made it close. Uh, they made it close. Um, it's still, it's still, it should have been a far, far bigger uh, win for the Broncos. I think so, and there's, there's definitely a lot of things to talk about. Um, and before we get into our normal uh, rhythm of, you know, thinking, taking the rewind and, and thinking about what headspace we were in before the game and everything, um, I do want to talk about, you know, so I did get to go to the post game press conference yesterday. Right. And I'm not saying this to brag, um, but yeah, I do want to. Yes, you are. Kind of a little bit. Kind of a little bit. Don't even lie. I want to ask you a question. John, I want to ask you a question. You're in an elevator and Terrell Davis walks in. What do you do? I I pinch myself. I wake up uh, and then cry myself back <laughs> to sleep. So, so here was my dilemma. I'm there. I'm already excited about getting to go to this experience, right? I get in the elevator. We're going down. Uh, like the next floor down or something in walks T freaking D. And I'm sitting there. I was like, is that Terrell Davis? That's Terrell Davis. That can't be Terrell. That's, that's Terrell Davis. I need to say something. Okay. And all the while the elevator is moving, right? This is a very, I do not have time to really analyze the situation I'm in. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm going to say something, but then I'm like, what am I going to say? Do I call him Terrell? Do I call him Mr. Davis? What's going on? And, and after that, like, what do I say? At that oh, point, it's God. like, yeah, if I don't say anything, the elevator ride's going to go, you know, and, and be over and I'll miss my chance. So I get out the words, excuse me, Mr. Davis, can I shake your hand? Nice, Ted. <laughs> really held it together. Ten-year-old. Like a freaking ten-year-old. You it might as well be like a Swifty in an elevator with Taylor Swift, you know? It's just like... <laughs> I'd have the same reaction if I was in an elevator with Taylor Swift, but... So, well, uh, well there's that too. Um but yeah, he was really nice. Don't get me wrong. He, he chuckled. He shook my hand. And then, uh, you know, I was wearing that replica Super Bowl um, 30, uh, 33 ring that they handed out earlier this season. For those who don't know, it was like one of the first games of the season. They handed out like 10,000 replica rings. Um, Which also free, looks so. Yeah. So it's like $5 tops, you know, but it still it looks nice. Still, it doesn't matter. Um, so I had that on. He, he shook my hand. He looked at it and he goes, oh, I see you got some bling on. 
I go, oh yeah, it's one of the replica rings they were handing out at the game a few weeks ago. He goes, they're handing those, they're just handing those out now? Man, we had to earn ours. <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, that's my that's my Terrell uh, Davis experience. And, and um, you'll be telling your grandkids and your great-grandkids <laughs> about the day you met I'm Terrell telling Davis. you, I, I can't wash his hands. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to, I don't know, man, but... Um, I'll tell you what, before, you know, and, and so we're, we are talking about, you know, things the Broncos did well, things the Broncos didn't do well. And, you know, you can all go watch the post-game press conference yourself. Um, but one of the things that, you know, we've taken away that I think is really going to work in the conversation a lot today was when Sean Payne get out, got up there, he did not look like and sound like we had just won a game, you know? <laughs> um, in fact, one reporter even asked him, you know, basically, I don't remember the exact words, but uh, to paraphrase, he was basically, Coach, you you won a game. You seem really frustrated still. Like, what's going on? Um, hey, get good response. Like, yeah, we won, but there's still a lot of things to do and work on. And pretty much we're not satisfied until we're at the top. So, you know, yeah. I like that mentality, and we'll talk about that today. But, yeah, man, it was something else. So, Yes, yes, it was. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to work on, but as a fan, I'm just, I'm happy for the W. Um, yeah. I already said oh, yeah. it. It felt like rewatching the plays that, that we should have won by more. Um, and mm -hmm. let's be honest, two of their touchdowns, one should have been an interception. Yeah. The second one was a fluke play. I mean, yeah. it, our defense did its job yesterday. I, that's about all I can say. And we'll get into more of, uh, you know, things that they can improve upon. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about the offense, things they can improve upon, but at the end of the day, a win's a win, like I said. Yep. Hey, everyone, really quickly, so just so you're aware of this post-game podcast, if you are watching us live, we don't take too many comments uh, throughout the show. Um, if we have some time for a few, you know, we'll get to them. But otherwise, Tuesday nights, Bourbon Broncos No BS live show at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, that is the show where we do all of our main interaction with the fans. Uh, so make sure you're there Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. and you can interact with us and we'll you know pull up all your questions, all your comments, and we really try to talk about everything you guys want to talk about. So be there for that. Uh, okay, John, let's go back to this. It's uh, we're walking to the stadium. We're feeling pretty good. We've had some drinks. Uh, your friend handed me a 99 proof <laughs> banana drink that was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted, um, and I appreciate you do the short straw. Yeah, I very much drew the short straw. Um, hey, and that was a Packers fan, to your point. Packers fan, yes. very gentlemanly, very Ooh. kind people. Yeah. Very Bringing good. shots to the tailgate. I appreciate the sentiment. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know. But, uh, and I like bananas. Like, I, you know, and, you know. But you seem I like a banana guy. It. Anyway, we're walking into the game. <laughs> and um, where, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? Well, I drew the peppermint 99 uh, well, peppermint, yes. and I was nervous taking that shot, um, and I was nervous going into the game. Luckily, both turned out much better than I expected. Uh, 99 peppermint kind of tastes like uh, rumplements for anybody in the uh, drinking community that is aware of what that drink is. Perfect shot. Good shot. Totally do it again. Um, and going into the game, it's like, we talked about it last week. I don't know what to expect going into this game is our... We talked about the uh, short week from the week before and then having that extra, you know, few days to prepare for this game. You know, was our defense going to be a fluke the way they played against the Chiefs? Did they are they going to show up um, with the extra time to prepare and play well against the Packers? Um, is the offense going to find their rhythm again? And um, 
you know, I, I feel pretty good about the outcome of, of all those things. I think we left some points on the field for sure. But, um, you know, going back to your question, I didn't know what to expect walking into the stadium. I, I, honestly, I was just there to have a good time and uh, enjoy some football, some live football. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking in the stands about that early on in the game with the people sitting next to us of, you know, and they had been season ticket holders for 45 years. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, just how the, the game is really getting to the point of, or this team is getting to the point of, man, is it worth it to go to the game? You know, um, for me, it's like, yeah, the, the people, the tailgating, the friends, the atmosphere. But then I was saying, it's like, yeah. I'm not really, you know, especially looking forward to the football part of it. You know, it's like, oh, here we go. It's the game. Well, the fun part of the day is over, you know. <laughs> so, but it's it's interesting because the Broncos have struggled at home this year, right? Three home losses. Um, yeah. And it was it was a week where, you know, we're playing Green Bay, who's coming off a bye week. Um, they were still banged up, um, but they were, you know, yeah. they got um, – uh, Dylan back and stuff, you know, so they were, they were looking. Yep. Aaron Jones like was questionable. Aaron um, Jones. Yep. And he was a difference maker for them. Let's be honest. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, I think, yeah, them missing Jair Alexander, I think proved to be the issue. You know, our wide receivers were not getting much done so far this year. And uh, both guys, I mean, the, if they were receiving yards out there, it was basically going to Judy and Sutton um, yeah. with like 30 extra going to P Ryan. And that's about it. Like from the receiver standpoint, they, you know, it wasn't getting tossed around. There weren't guys, you know, 10 different, well, there might've been 10 different receivers. I, I mean, but they were, if other than those three guys, it was for like 10 yards tops for anybody yeah. else. Agreed. Um, so, you know, it seemed like the overall mood for most people were, let's just see what happens. Right. Let's, let's hopefully get a win at home. Right. But not especially feeling overly optimistic at the same time, but we go in there. Um, and just like the Broncos have done really well this season, uh, and it's nice to see that this is a consistent thing trend. every week. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, opening drives, looking really, really solid, man. Yeah, yeah. It we look, we marched right down the field. Um, yeah. I think we opened up. We opened up with the ball, right? Yeah. It was like the first time that we didn't that we didn't get to first defer and, and get it yeah. second half, which I don't know. Maybe that's a, something we should start doing because <laughs> second half have not been our friend. Anyways, um, look that that's a touchdown drive until you know a holding call on third third and I think short. You know, forced yeah. us into a bad third and long, uh, yeah. like like a yard outside the 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 end zone. So um, like that's a that's a big thing to talk about. We I don't think we had a, a ton of penalties, but they're early on, especially that one, that one hurt us and took, you yep. know, took four points off the field, um, yep. turned into a field goal, which, Hey, at least, you, you know, at least we score on that drive. It's not like we, you know, threw an interception or fumble or something like yeah. that. Um, or yeah. went three and out, God forbid. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I was, I was, I was pretty happy with that first drive. Just, it, I mean, it's gotta be an emphasis that you gotta get in the end zone way too many field goals overall yesterday. Yeah. 100%. Um, and you're right. The, the number of penalties is getting better. Um, what we have uh, penalties, seven for 56 uh, for the Broncos and eight for 60 uh, for the Packers there. So, um, or sorry, other way around. We had eight penalties for 60 yards. So still a little high. Uh, some of those, yeah, whatever. 
to get well, that calls, but it's the, the, the problem seems to be more of getting penalties at just the crucial moments where right. you cannot take a penalty. And that just keeps screwing us over, man. You know, and I, McGlinchey had another one. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was second half, um, but he almost has won a game where it's not just a penalty, but it's a penalty at a terrible yeah. moment. You know, yeah, it's turning into the Garrett Bull situation from a few years it ago. It is Garrett holds. Sorry, which um, I don't. Can we still call him that? I feel like he's has he earned his way out of that nickname. I think he's earned his way out of that nickname. It's still fun, you know, to to say that. Um, I I do hear that he has world renowned hugs. You know, so if you ever see him ask for a hug, I've seen him. Uh, I've seen him. Top notch. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we see him watching. I'd say he's earned his way out of that. Yeah, you know, we don't give him too much crap. It is right. when he gets we'll, a we'll retire it's name, I guess. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll have an official retirement ceremony for him. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, McClinchy, man, this guy, we, this guy stopped. Like, come on. Yeah. He's not playing up no. to the level that, you know, he's expected to be for what right. we, you know, sign him on for. At the same time, um, you can't take all the credit away from him. Our running game has been no. solid, and he, we we got him to be. He is supposed to be one of the best right tackle, yeah. in the in the league when it comes to running the ball. And yeah. I think I think the production had some of that credit has to go to him in that regard. But I mean, the whole offense is one dimensional. Yep. You can't be one dimensional and only be. Able and that's the problem, division. right? We our offensive line does very well with the run um, overall. But the pass protection just is not there. And Russ is known to hold on to the ball a little longer. You know, we have seen him. He's still very mobile. It can get out of those pressure situations more often than not. Um, but it's still a point of emphasis because when you're holding on the ball that long, that's when the likelihood of getting a holding penalty increases, right? right. So it's great, Russ, that you can maneuver and get out of the pocket and everything and, and make a play happen. But then that puts that extra pressure, and th those guys have to adjust their gameplay uh, to avoid those holding penalties while still protecting Russell Wilson. Right. So it right. is tough for them. They have a very tough job. Yeah, he does not make their job any easier the way no. that he plays. Um, no. But, you know, that's just that's the deal. That's who our quarterback is. You can't just be like, oh, well, he holds it too long. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> you can't make excuses, unfortunately. Or no. I mean, guess, guess who has the bigger contract and who's going to stay around probably longer? Uh, if, yeah. if things go very south. Yeah. Maybe. Nope. Agreed, man. Agreed. Um, so let's see. Broncos, I mean, they controlled the whole first half, you know. Um, this is the first time that uh, the the Packers had been shut out in, a, in the first half since I think it was like 2015 or something like that. Um, it had been quite a while. So um, no one will fact check. No, we, already, we already talked about that. No fact checking in this episode. Yeah, no fact check. Well, they had it up on the scoreboard. I can't remember oh, the year, but that's it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but either way, like, you know, it's just, you're right. The defense did everything they were supposed to. Um, it wasn't necessarily pretty. Some bend, don't, but don't break. Um, right. A very close missed field goal that I think if it was lower and it hit the post, it would have bounced in. Yeah. Um, so I think we maybe got, got a little lucky. Good car, a good call our way there. Um, that was nice. Well, they had uh, the Packers had a really nice punt um, that Mims was calling to go out of bounds, and it looked like it was then bouncing to like the one yard line. Yeah. Thankfully, took a bounce in our favor, which right. doesn't really happen very often. In no, the a lot of things don't go in our favor in this league. 
Well, so it was just nice to see that some things were going our way, you know, at least equally, you know, in this game for once. Right. And the other thing, yeah, that missed field goal, uh, it was a lot of luck, I'd say. Uh, they were very easily in field goal range. Um, but what I liked from that was, well, I think 40 seconds on the clock and we were able to go down and kick a field goal ourselves. And that's yep. huge um, to end the half that way, because if that doesn't go that way, you know, the Packers could look at some momentum going into the second half. I think that really hurt their momentum, us being able to get yeah. points on the board before, you know, and now we're nine nothing up at halftime as opposed to six. I mean, that's, that feels different. Yep. Agreed. And it's a two possession game at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So totally, totally agree. Um, You know, uh, from the first half, everything else, like I can't think of anything else that really stood out other than our inability to get into the end zone, taking that first drive away and that dumb penalty. Um, But all the other times it's just, we cannot, for some reason, once we're in the red zone, we cannot finish a drive. Yeah, it's obviously like something to keep continue to get better at. I, I'm happy with the fact that, you know, I think we have five drives in the first half and we yeah. came away with points on three of those. And it was basically every other drive. <laughs> you you yeah. know, we talk about the Broncos taking half the game off on offense. Well, I mean, it's a lot more palatable when it's every other drive as opposed it, to like no. a whole half. That's what I even asked third. for. I think by the third week of the season, I was like, can you just spread it out? Yeah. Like, if you spread it out, you have a more likely, you know, a higher likelihood of winning the game versus if you just take a half of the game off, you know, yeah. an entire half. So they did what yeah. I asked for. I agree, man. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. Uh, the two, yeah. of the two, the two non-scoring drives that we had, it was like a three and out and then a five play. Uh, that must have been a quick first down and then a, a three and out, basically. Um which, you know, it, what I like the on the scoring drives, though, is that we took a lot of time off the clock and we really had possession. We we were we had so much more possession in that first half than the Packers did. Yeah. And they, they couldn't get anything going at all. No, we were doing a really good job of shutting them right down now. left and right. Um, it was it was good to see, you know, with. You know, hey, the Broncos are not the worst ranked uh, defense in the league anymore. We're now the 31st ranked. So, you know, again, progress. 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 (laughs) Um, Well, let's see. Aaron Jones, eight carries for 35 yards. A.J. Dillon, 15 carries for 61 yards. I mean, we were keeping them essentially an average of, you know, less than 4.5 yards per carry. Um, Yeah which is really good. And you're looking at our own Javante Williams, you know, yeah, he had 82 yards and averaging 5.5 per carry, which is good. Really good. Do not get me wrong. You'll take that. You'll take and that. Here you go. Here you go. You look at Jaleel McLaughlin, our guy, five carries for 45 yards, nine yards in average. So nine yards I, mean, carry. No, I like the balance there of, you know, it's basically, yeah. Javante Williams gets three carries. McLaughlin gets one. I, I kind of like that trend because I, th- I do think that Javante is more of that bell cow. But when you bring in McLaughlin and he's busting off these long runs, like that's that's hard for the defense um, yep. after after Javante has just tired them out, uh, pounding like up the middle and just taking taking away all of their uh, mm-hmm. you just slowing them down. Honestly, for when McLaughlin comes in, yeah, this is the offense that we've been asking for for a long time. I mean, you know, every coach that has come in here has, you know, since Peyton Manning left and, you know, um, all of them, it's, this, this is a run first team and that's what they've all said. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? 
is like as soon as things started going wrong, we abandoned it. You know, first quarter, second quarter, we go down by a touchdown or, you know, all of a sudden we're doing nothing but passing, you know, 75, 80% passing. And we just, we've always, we screamed from the top of our lungs, stick with the run game. Uh, And now we have a coach that is actually doing what he said we were going to do. Well, I don't know. This is, this feels like the first game that that's the case. I mean, he's called himself out. Yes. Yes. But I'm saying this is the proof. You know, you stick to the run game. You're going to give yourself a chance to win as long as, you know, now if we had got, instead of three field goals, we got a field goal and two touchdowns. I mean, yeah. think of like how even better that would have been, right? So we're, we're getting there, man. It's it's yeah. painful. They're, they're, it's like pulling teeth with no Novocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm seeing some, some slow improvement, man, you know? Yeah, we're definitely seeing improvement. I mean, it's, for me, it's felt drastic on the defensive side because of how bad it was to start the year. Um, the last two games has not been on the defense. Uh, they've really no. held their own, and they're the reason that we won this game, frankly. It was a lot of bend, don't break, so uh, especially in the second half, um, it got a little dicey there going into the fourth quarter. But, you know, back to your point, we we rushed the ball 25 times. We threw it 29. That's a very balanced, balanced offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was great to see, and it's great to see – the receivers, like I said, getting a majority of those passing yards. It was all Sutton and, and Judy. Um, yeah. I think eighty-five and seventy, something like that. Um, Seventy-six yards for uh, Cortland and sixty-four for Jerry. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't have a ton of passing yards, but I think that's just uh, a product of most of our drives taking so much time off the clock. Yeah. Um, and not well, having as many to the run game. Yeah. yeah. No, when you stick to the run game and, um, you know, passes, you're not, you know, tr- dropping bombs down the field left and right, you know, um, yeah. there's not a need for that. Uh, save that for when you really need it, you know, within two minutes of the half or whatever, you know, the end of the game, if you're down by a little bit, um, you know, so just it's, it's smart football, you know, um, and what I like controlling what the I clock like- is huge. Yeah, and what I liked, and I saw a lot more, was the play action this game. Um, yeah. And that's what frustrated me most about the Chiefs game. It's like we abandoned the play action, even though our running was doing so well in that game. Running was working in this game, and we stuck to that play action when we weren't running the ball. And, it, you know, it it worked. Yep. It would have been nice to see something like that on that. Uh, so one of the fields, field goals we got, it was, you know, we were third and one. Then we got a holding penalty made at third and 11. And what do we call a wide receiver bubble screen? And guess what happened? It didn't work. You know, it's like it's third and 11. We're in the red zone. And you're going to call the one play that just historically for the Broncos for years has not worked. And they've called it at least once a game, I would say, this year. There was less. Every single time it hasn't worked. There was less this game. I'll uh, I'll say that much. But, dude, it's just like, where? So there are some decisions that I'm just like, are you calling it because you think there's no way, like, you're trying to play chess, you're thinking, the other team would not expect us to do this. <laughs> but then every time, they're just ready. I don't for know. It. So I don't, I don't know, know if they telegraph somehow, you know. I don't know if somebody's down there, like, blowing bubbles to, like, sign or signal to the team that we're doing a bubble screen. And then the other team's like, oh, I know what they're doing. I it just, it's it's so crazy that it's like, it's, we're in the red zone. 
We're trying to get a touchdown, and you call that play. No, I agree. Uh, I, we talked about it at length last time. Uh, I don't get it. How, how is this play still in the playbook? Please, throw it out. Put a giant red X on that play and say never again. Yep. If I was allowed to ask one question yesterday, that would have been the question I asked. Yeah. But they said no questions. So I We also had a, so not just a bubble screen, but the end arounds with the wide receiver. I can't yep. I feel like Mims has had one successful run this year with that play. But again, yeah. it's very similar in my mind. And I could be 100% off on this, but it seems like that end around never works either for us. We're just not a team that's going to do that well. Now, not to say we shouldn't get into Marvin Mims' hands more. I think that is a missed opportunity every week. Uh, I think he only was targeted once this yeah. game, and he's already proven to be a deep threat. Uh, there's theories out there. Maybe we're trying to boost the stats for Sutton, for Judy, make him more appealing as trade targets. But come on, let the, we're talking about getting like these young guys opportunities and let them show what they can do, You know, showcase their talent. And I don't know. I, he's the one guy that I'm like, why, why aren't we not seeing more of Marvin Mims? We see him on punt returns, and he's one of the best in the league. Yep. Um, you know, some rookie mistakes – but nothing that he's not learned from yet. I don't, I don't really see him making, um, you know, repetitive mistakes. Um, and he's getting better every time. You're right. Uh, and you see what we've done with uh, McLaughlin. You know, mm-hmm. started giving him more and more opportunity. He proved himself. And now he's basically the number two running back. You know, oh, yeah. Uran's out there for, you know, some, some passing plays and stuff. But no, it's the Williams and McLaughlin show. Um, I mean, Piran is our you know, third down back, you know, and it's a passing situation. And he does a, a great job receiving. Oh, yeah, so, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. what, two games ago he was our leading receiver, maybe even last week? Um, yeah. But, yeah, P. Ryan, two carries, 10 yards, you know, not getting a bunch of touches. Still a good average, five yards. I'll right. take that from our second slash third string. Well, but, um, the thing about that is, you know, when, when you do put him out there, the very strategic opportunity here, when you do put him out there, when you have a guy that maybe only runs for, you know, or twice in a game, but he still gets five yards of carry, right. you still have to respect yeah. the, the the chance that he's going to run. Right. It's not like some other running backs where it's like, okay, they're out there. They're either blocking or they're, or they're pat, or, you know, they're going out there running a route. Right. Um, but it, so it's, it's really awesome that we have that opportunity. And, and when P Ryan does run, um, you know, he does get those yardage, uh, that yardage. Yeah. But, the productivity the productivity doesn't drop off when he's in the game. And like you said, they still have to respect his ability to run the ball. And, you know, if we still are in the Javante Williams mode and he needs a breather, yeah, put the iron out there and he's going to do the same thing. Um, it's, yeah, I love the, the way we're using all three backs at the moment. I think it's uh, something that needs to be carried over moving forward. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the second half, man. Um, kind of a different story in the second half in that, uh, Green Bay was you know, given a chance to rally. Um, and once again, our offense came out and, uh, didn't look very good. You know, they, they picked it up. We got a touchdown in the third quarter, which I think is a very rare thing for us to get any points in the third quarter this year. Um, but here we are again, man. It's like, you know, we just have, we either don't adjust to anything or it takes us even longer to make adjustments than other teams. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there a bit. Um, the Packers have been very successful coming out of the second half all year. I think they're one of the top teams in scoring 
um, coming into the third quarter and we held them to a field goal. So Ben, don't break, you know, it was a long drive. It was a four and a half minute drive for them, 64 yards. So not that it wasn't a three now. It wasn't the best defensive drive, but Hey, we, we held them to a field goal, not a touchdown. That was important. And then our offense came out. We went down the field and scored a touchdown. We'd scored. We one, we haven't done that all year. Um, we've only scored 10 points total in the third quarter. So coming out and having, and that was a uh, only a four minute drive. I thought it felt longer than that, but um, going out there and scoring that touchdown. And then man, Corlin Sutton was wide open on that. I think that was a third down play too. Yep. And uh, oh, I saw it in the air. I was like, please catch it. You're so wide open. That was the one You cannot get in way too much. <laughs> Do not screw this up. Like the ball was in the air forever. It, it felt, felt it like that. Floating there in, like in midair. Because, yeah, it's just, it just the ball flying through the field, and it's, like, clear as day. Like, just Sutton has the whole quarter of the field wide open to him, right? He could do a little jig. You know, he could probably, like, take his helmet off, you know, <laughs> it off a little bit, put it back on, and then still have time to catch the ball. You know? <laughs> but you're right. I was thinking the same thing. It was like, you do, I was like, don't screw this up. <laughs> I feel like there was, like, five seconds while the ball was in the air. I was like – it, like a whole range of emotions is like, he's wide open. He's going to catch it. Oh no. The sun's in his eyes. Is that going to screw him up? How is he, is he going to be overconfident? Is he looking ahead? Is he not letting this you know, catch happen and then running the ball? Yeah. And he got it. I mean, that has to be the easiest touchdown he's ever had, but just I think our reality as Broncos he, fans is just yeah, like, he's going to screw it up somehow. But I think it'd be easy for a rookie or just an inexperienced player to be in that position and very easily start thinking about the end zone before you have the ball. So it takes a lot of discipline to make sure you catch that ball before you get excited about how open the field is around you. You know what I mean? And we see it all the time. Yeah. Usually it's in more contested, you know, where they they need to make the first down. They need to catch it and run right away. Lachlan had one early in the game. You know, if he had done that there, he was looking, his head was turning before the ball was in his hands. It's like, it happens all the time, but rookie mistake. I'm sorry. No one can drop that pass in that situation. And he didn't like, (laughs) but I would look at a rookie and be like, dude, you know, you just got a huge black eye on your reputation. You know, you're going to have to earn some trust back. Um, but I'm, you know, I wouldn't now. If it, if Cortland had dropped that, it would be I'd be sacrificing him, you know, <laughs> crucify him, yeah. Dude, you know. But so I just a very disciplined play, you know, and you know it may it looked easy because of how open he was, but I think at the same time there is a mental discipline there uh, that he definitely proved he had. So tip of the my tip of my hat to Cortland Sutton there for that one for sure. Yeah, and like we did really well on third downs in this game. It, and- yeah. We were putting ourselves in, you know, third and short. Um, so there is some of that gameplay. It's not like it was third and long every single time. There was plenty of those too, which is frustrating for us. Yeah. But um, yeah, how do we do on third down well, overall? Five for twelve. So now, I mean, it seemed like at crucial points is when we were hitting those. Now remember, we're going three and out oh, on right. every other drive. So you know, that doesn't. I guess that doesn't surprise me. It, it did feel though that our third downs are better than that. But maybe that's because it was spaced out more. <laughs> it was easier to, to digest when we did have those uh, those terrible drives. Yeah. No, I completely agree, man. Um, but, uh, Kevin, can we talk about this next Packers drive after our touchdown? Yep. Yeah, do it. It's time. 
All right, we let them go down. They technically get seven points on this drive, but and but, look in the but. stadium. In the stadium, I was not surprised it was called a touchdown. Agreed. It looked like a 50-50 ball. Yep. Offensive player comes down with the ball, and uh, you know that's always going to go his his way. But then watching the replay today, I'm like, wait a minute. There's very clear control by uh, Sertan. Two hands on the ball. The receiver's hands are actually outside of his hands. And he comes down first, two yep. feet on the ground, which is the important designation there. Um, yep. And they, I'm telling you, there's one play every game where I hear one of these NFL, you know, not NFL, but the, the rule specialist for CBS or Fox or whoever comes on and is like, I disagree with that. That's, and it's always key important plays every single game. And once again, Gene Steratore comes on. And he's like, actually, if you look at this, this is uh, clearly an interception. What bothers me about this most, though, they didn't even look at this. They didn't review it. They didn't do anything. They just thought all scoring plays were automatically reviewed. All scoring plays. So, and look, props to Jared. I mean, he had the benefit of watching the game from home, and we're all telling him he's wrong. And we're like, no. I mean, if it's fifty-fifty ball, it's always going to go the offense's way. He's like, you guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> I watched it today. I said, yeah, no, there's 100% right. That was an interception. And yeah. it's okay for me as a fan to get that wrong. But you have the benefit of replay, right? Like, that's the whole point, to get these plays right. Scoring plays, turnover plays. What? Why are they not reviewing this before Lamb kicked the extra point? Yep. It, it. Um, you know, it's it's so frustrating because, you know, first off, how often does that happen? In a in a football game, I mean, in a, in an NFL season, how often does that happen? You right. know, on top of that, how often does it happen in the end zone? You know, it's true. So here's where I totally understand and completely agree with everything you said, and I would add to that: this is why the NFL needs to make its referees full time employees. Cut down on all of these mistakes that can and have changed the outcome of outcome of games and just make them full time. I mean, all these other sports do it, you know? So it's like, why is the NFL the basically the only one that's holding out on doing this when there are these kinds of mistakes that are being made, Um, you know, and just inconsistent calls across the board, you know, it's, it's always kind of dependent on what coaching staff you get on, you know, what they're going to call or how they're going to call things and, um it's things are missed things are called incorrectly it's you know it's just an embarrassment you know more than yeah at the same time i'm pretty sure these guys are compensated enough that this is their full-time job right like they may not be considered a lot of maybe because maybe because the nfl season is only four months long i don't know maybe they want to do other stuff but work during the, the they have jobs like being real estate people and stuff where they can travel three, four days a week during the season. Yeah, but, I mean, what's the average NFL referee making? It's got to be – it's got to be good enough to live off of if they wanted to, first of all. Second of all, I hear what you're saying, that, and that's fair, but I don't understand in a play that is supposed to be automatically reviewed, okay, maybe we're not – maybe it doesn't happen all the time. Maybe, uh, you know, the referee <laughs> – 
Uh oh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was going to say, they make plenty of money, Kevin. Do not be taking. Okay. Money. It's not the fact that they don't make money, it's that they're not focused on it all the time. They're not in there all the time well, studying that, film and figuring that, out how to that be does seem like an figuring issue. Out how to be more consistent. Yes. That's the problem. It's not so much the compensate. Now, I didn't know they were compensated $205,000 a year on average, but um and that's so, average, right? Oh, so I the more tenure average. guys get more than that. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm not saying that their salary needs to go up. Of course, they would make that claim. Um but hell, it's the National Football League. All these other sports have figured it out. You well, know? I think I think overall for this NFL season, we've seen some pretty questionable refereeing. Yep. Overall, I'm getting frustrated that it always seems to go against the Broncos in key, yep. huge, game-changing plays for us. I mean, it's cost us a few games. And, okay, yep. to any coach, I mean, they're never going to say it's that one play that lost us the game. But, you know, these are – game-changing plays that they're that never seem to go our ways from an officiating standpoint whether it's you know missed calls or calls that shouldn't have happened um this one frustrates me the most because that's the benefit of having a replay of having someone in new york looking at these plays they're supposed to be the ones you know holding you know maybe it's a play that doesn't happen all the time very rarely sure that's, that's why the whole point of having them you know that's why yeah they are the ones that they're looking at scoring drives they're responsible for looking at making sure the scoring is done correctly. Like, you know, completely agreed. It was a total, total F up by the, I'm just, the entire entire NFL refereeing situation. I'm just so annoyed every game seeing that one NFL specialist for whatever broadcast booth that's on that day yeah. saying, yep, that was wrong. Yep. <laughs> and that and one. Like, you know, they're, they're usually, you know, they don't say that unless it's blatant, you know? Right. No, they it's, don't it's say it. They're, they're usually... Well, this could go that way, you know, if they had called the other way on the right. field, I could see how that would stand right. too, you know? But yeah, when they say, yeah, that was wrong, it means that, yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> Which <laughs> you know? does not happen, honestly, that often. No. Again, I unless feel like it's, it's happened more this season. But usually they do take the side of the referee because they're all former referees. Yeah. Uh, I don't... But I can't tell you how many times I've heard it this year where they come on and be like, well, the referee got this one wrong. Or the replay booth, I don't know what they were looking at. It's like, can you just, like, coach these guys how to be better referees? I don't get it. Oh, man. Well, that's definitely a point that we'll talk more about tomorrow. Um, And I don't want to spend too much time on this next topic. Oh, Jared's going to be so excited. Jared's going to be so excited to talk about that. Huge point of uh, of conversation tomorrow night as well. Um, but yeah, Jared will have a soap, soapbox for tomorrow night. You all will not want to miss that um, for the Bourbon Broncos No BS show. Um, but also, we got to talk about it. Kareem Jackson, what do you think, man? Uh, look, in real time, that looks like a gnarly hit. Yep. I mean, it is a gnarly hit, but like it looks like a penalty. It looks like a, a hit that gets you taken off the field. Um, yep. Both players, honestly, one with an injury and one yeah. for being ejected. I mean, luckily, Musgrave get up, rookie tight end. You know, he's on the sideline just clapping that it, you know, that <laughs> Jackson's yeah, ejected. Sure, yeah. I yeah. think, um, and, and look, this is one where bringing New York back into the conversation, that's one where they took a look at it and was like, no, this is enough to be ejected from the game. And according, again, to the rule specialists in this game, that's not something where they take – 
you know, prior offenses into account real time. It's more of like, they're not supposed to conspiracy theories. Sure. Um, Human bias, uh, you know? Yeah. You know, it didn't look helmet to helmet. Well, actually definitely looked helmet to helmet, but when you look at the replay slow motion, it wasn't, um, I could still see where, where the penalty comes in. Cause he definitely was, in my opinion, a defenseless receiver. If that's what, that's the, the play you're going to call. Um, no, you disagree? To to a degree, because the way I see it happening, and if I could ask Kareem Jackson himself, I would. It seemed to me that, you know, in taking the speed of the game into account, Kareem Jackson was expecting the player to have had control of the ball and turned around in time for the hit. I think he timed it perfectly. The Green Bay player, I can't remember, what was his name? tight end uh, Luke Musgraves I believe yeah you remember he kind of stumbled in turning around right and I think that's where the defenseless part came in right now you look at that you make that decision in the game to eject him I don't agree with it but I can see how it was called I can see how it was called in that moment okay the real problem of the matter that that gets to me is when you have the review committee look at it the next day they look at it very closely they discuss it and then they still say four game suspension because to me that that you are looking at the previous for for sure you're just saying it out loud we are looking at the previous history and in this case it's almost like we don't care that was that was a clean hit it's finally we have something on top of the history that we can punish him for yeah so it's to me it's like if you tell kareem jackson like what are you supposed to do in that moment like do you stop running like so that the player can catch the ball get firmly on his feet start running and then you go tackle him you know um i think he did everything right he timed it well he put his head to the side he hit him with his shoulder um and it was just a really hard football hit but we're not playing patty cake out here you know these pads for a reason so you know in the game, it sucked. Hey, PJ Locke, though, coming in clutch for that win, right? We'll talk about that. But um, but the problem that really gets to me at the end of the day is the fact they reviewed this. We're all saying the same thing. Like, that is a clean hit. It's all over the place, right? And they still come out with a four-game suspension. If you wanted to send a message and say, one game, okay, you're an idiot, but whatever, we'll do it. But for yeah. four games, a quarter of the NFL season for that. Yeah. What are these players supposed to do? Yeah. I agree. I agree with the um, the four game suspension part. I think is uh, ridiculous. I'd imagine with his appeal, which he's already said he's going to do, and I imagine that comes down a game or two. Um, Hopefully. But in the moment, look, five years ago, if we're talking about this hit, yeah, he's, he's probably not even getting a penalty. Um, yeah. The way that they're trying to protect players these days, I'm not surprised. Like. I think that yeah. is what they are defining yeah. as a defenseless receiver these days. Uh, just, you know, he hadn't turned his body yet. He, like, was barely in the motion of turning, and he gets slammed. Like, it was a hard fucking tackle. That's not – It was. You're right. It like, was. He's I don't feeling think, that today. I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't think Kareem Jackson regrets it, first of all. Like, I don't think he would do anything no. different. And I, I don't know if Sean Payton would be asking him to do anything different. Um, no. You know, I, I think that's think the so. type of – you know, I think that's the type of mentality he would want from his players. Yeah. Um, go out there, do your job. 
it's borderline whether it's even a penalty. Um, now the past history definitely comes into play when when For you're sure. given a four game suspension, and uh, I think they just want to make a statement like, dude, you need to calm your shit down. That's wrong <laughs> in these games, but I, it's frustrating. That's it's, why I like football. Like, that's what drives me to like right. football right. is that intensity. And so to say, I like, agree. We want to protect players. It's a balancing act. I'm not saying go out there without helmets and smash into each other forehead first. You know, like I'm not, you know, okay. I'm not but saying I, that. The pendulum right. keeps swinging and I'm like, stop. Like you're turning this into patty cake, uh-huh. you know? So, I'm not saying it's correct, by the way. I'm just telling you that seems know. to be the, what they're, you know, they're, what they're going for. Um, for sure. And I agree. That's what they're going for. I'm just saying that this is why I completely. I don't think it's great. Game. I don't think it's good for the game. I think it, yeah, it makes it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why even put a defense on the field if you're going to penalize them and kick them out of games for doing their job? The the way the league is set up right now in our generation, if you will, it's a very offensive protected league. Oh, you know, 100%. To, but yeah, but that's the thing. A hundred percent. Like not even a you question. Know, you, you go back several decades and it was a very defensive league, right? All the big heavy hitters. I mean, the Iron Curtain, uh, the Steel Curtain and orange crush you know i mean this was like the heyday of defenses and now we've gone the other way to where oh you touch the quarterback's helmet with his finger and that's you can't do that <laughs> you're gonna you're upset his feelings like okay you're going way too far now like yeah. bring it back a little bit you know so i don't know man well yeah yeah i think there's a lot to that obviously um just with all the different studies that have come out with injuries especially head injuries they're definitely being protective with head injuries these days and you know i think they're trying to protect because people are getting faster stronger (laughs) every day let's be honest every hour every minute let's be honest like these like it's a matter of time before people start dropping dead on the field (laughs) with how hard with with, that kind of happened last year i know that happened last year yeah, I think Too soon. I think uh, yeah, legitimately he died on the field. Now he's alive. Yeah, now I think legitimately great. that happened last year. He came back, thank God. So I, I think they're just trying to you know, protect the longevity of the of the league overall, um, and they have to make a statement. They need to have this. But the other thing is, defenses are figuring out ways to still stay within the lines and keep these competitive games. I mean, look at the Broncos yesterday. We won because of our defense. Something I don't know if I ever would have thought would have happened. Um, the way the sure. first four games went this this yeah. year. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of defense, I don't know where the pass rush went in this game. I we didn't sack this game. Last game, the game before that, the game before that. At least we had some sacks last game. Yeah, I don't know where the pass rush is. Um, and then Baron Browning was the other disappointment in this game. He had two offsides that was like i mean it's his first game back maybe that's what you i was just hoping for more out of it. i was excited yep. to return and he didn't have the presence that we were hoping for i'm thinking hopefully yeah he gets back into the swing of things i'm hoping it's just you know some rust yeah. um you know and again to the credit you know for it being a home game it was still very loud you know out there <laughs> If, if anything, um, it felt like a neutral, a neutral. Right, it was very. That's what I was trying to say. It's very neutral. It could have been louder when our defense was on the field for, for sure. a normal home game, but this one it, it wasn't. So, um, a weird atmosphere to be in. I've. It, it felt. It, you could almost say that's 
sort of a Super Bowl environment, you know, where even though everybody has their favorite team, there's usually, you know, everyone picks a side. So it's still very neutral across the board. I don't know this late in the season, a team with one win and a team with two wins, calling that a Super Bowl type game. But I see where you're coming from. I'm just talking about the neutrality, (laughs) the environment. I'm just talking about the neutrality because wherever you go, you know, you're, one team has the home team advantage, right? We just, I don't think really fully had that yesterday. Like you said, yeah. 55% were Green Bay fans. So, right. Uh, so I know we're running out of time, Kevin, but um, yeah, so we got to get through the last like quarter pretty quickly. I think there's just one part to really talk about. And of well, course, there's a few things tomorrow. Okay. There's a okay. few things. That second, that second Packers touchdown, fluke. That like they should not have scored either of their touchdowns yesterday. No. No, um, fruit, fluke play. They still got it. Like they still did catch it. This one actually was a, a, a touchdown catch yep. uh, as opposed to the first one. Um, but then we rally and look going into that fourth quarter. It was like, here we go again. We've seen this before. We're up by six, but they're driving. Um, oh. And then they score a touchdown. Up, it's like, here we go again. And then yep. um, to rally with that late field goal was huge. I think four minutes left in the game, something like that. Give it up to Lutz. He was lights out yesterday. Since um, week one, I, yeah, this guy's yeah. been. In. People are. We were. Did you lose me? No. Keep going. Give it a second. I bet you do. Uh, <laughs> Lutz. Lutz was. Uh, he was. He's been lights out since week one, and people were ready to to cut him uh, after that first game. So you know, props to him for sticking in there. And he's he's been a great kicker this year. That's the you know. Take away week one, he's been great. Um, and then the play of the game came on that final Green Bay drive. Like, think about it. This guy is not supposed to be in the game. Kareem Jackson's supposed to be there. He comes in uh, from center field, basically. Huge penalty on the Packers in the previous play, I believe, that yep. was a holding penalty. I mean, it, it, I don't know what the outcome of this game is without that holding penalty. Um, yeah. But props to the guy, you know, get the keep the only turnover at the game, I believe, for our team and yep. for your team, maybe even. Yep. Um, and it's it's a it's a game winner. And yeah, you know, props to to PJ Locke. First game, first game back. Uh, first game back, first interception ever. No, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. He's had a fumble. He's talking had, about it. Last year, I believe he had a fumble recovery to finish the game too. Yeah. Didn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah just, just bring him in. Like bring him in on the final drive of every game, and right, and just let him win us the game. Look, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, first off, you know, I don't know if that ball would have been caught um, by whoever it was being thrown to because Justin Simmons was right there. Yeah. You know, um, I was worried. I think, you know, I think they might have been trying to go for a you know pass interference call or something. I was worried that. about the pass um, interference. His arm is right there. Yeah. I wouldn't have been shocked so, if it was called. It would have been stupid, stupid way to to lose a game. But that's what we maybe it was the way they knew that they had screwed up the touchdown, you know, and so they were like, "We're going to give them that one." Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, but you're right. right. No, that but was it was very concerning. If they called pass interference, no. it was not a blatant pass interference by any means. No, but they've called pass interference for much. They called worse against the Broncos. They another team much less. You're right. Yes. Yeah, you are correct. So, you know, it, it, another situation in which something kind of went our way. Um, 
and you know, just doesn't happen very often for us. So, but dude, he, the way he came out and yeah, snagged that ball out of the air. Uh, and then if you saw uh, Coach Payton's quote, he said, "I was going to go out there and tackle him if he wasn't if he didn't go down, you know, after after too much longer because I was screaming down, 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 you know." Because uh, the last thing I just had, you know, memories of like Super Bowl Fifty, where it was like fumble, 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 oh you God. know, balls bouncing around the field. It's like we got the ball, we lost the ball, we got the ball. <laughs> so I was like, all just the bring range down. all the range of emotions. But no, that was awesome. Oh, for Good for him. Like, yeah. welcome back. You know, like way to win us the game. Um, yeah. You know, in that final stretch, stretch there. So that was awesome. Like, and, yeah. Loved it. And then expert clock management at the end of the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wish Spotty was here to talk about that. He was questioning that that final play at the six seconds left. Why? Why? He was so concerned we were going to take a sack. He hit. I mean, now this was immediate reaction. Right. This was gut reaction. Okay. We were literally on the phone walking back to the car. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's, he'd be singing the same tune today. There was also, you know, plenty of drinks involved. Let's put it that way. Oh, sure. Um, sure. But, you know, you take a sack there, six seconds left, and they're bringing the house, and you take a sack or an intentional yeah. grounding or something that causes one more play, it's fourth down. They're in field goal range if they get that ball right there. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it worked yeah. out. It, I thought it's there was situational actually more football. I thought there was more time on the clock than just six seconds. I thought it was closer to nine. So it's like, yeah. Wasting nine seconds is a lot harder than wasting six seconds. You can waste four of those seconds with the ball in the air, basically. So Yeah, and that's essentially uh, what happened. Like, the ball went out of bounds or hit the ground yeah. when the clock hit zero. Right. Um, and that's with Russ moving, like, backwards 10 yards. Right. And he couldn't run too much further. Right? They were on, the, like, 25, 30-yard line. So it's not like he could run 90 yards backwards, you know, to kill the clock and then go down. Right. So, yeah, you know, to go back 10, 15 yards – hold it for one more second and then let it go. That was like six seconds on the dot. So when you do have nine seconds like that, okay, you do that, but then you give the other team three seconds with that field position, right? So um, very, very good situation football that I think if it had been Fangio, Joseph, or Hackett, what they would have, at least two of the three would have screwed that whole clock <laughs> management up yeah. at the end. Yeah. They would have done Wait, something. Are you saying, are you saying that we haven't had uh a competent coach or even one that knew how to manage yeah. had clock management at all it, lately. Yeah. Is that what you're to say? yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I, I I'm insinuating something along those lines as in I'm actually saying that. <laughs> yeah, I think we could all agree so, with that. Yeah. So it's just, it's good to see that, you know, I can have trust in the coach in that kind of situation because in the back of my head, I was like, don't screw this up. Because if it had been any of those other coaches, I was I was good. I would be thinking, how are you going to screw this up? You know? Well, here's the thing: had we screwed that up, it would have been conspiracy theory. We're trying to lose yeah. games. Yeah, we're going for the first overall pick. And yeah, the fact that the fact that he was upset in the press conference afterwards yeah. makes me think that he's still very much trying to win these games. Uh, obviously, we won, so there's that. But right. uh, the fact that he is like dialed into these guys, like you could have done this better, you could have done this better. Obviously, the offense could have scored more touchdowns. That's very easy to yep. say. Yep. Um, and not just settle for field goals. So, And then, obviously, mm -hmm. the biggest thing on the defensive side is just where the hell is the pass rush? Like, yep. 
non-existent. Yeah. The secondary is doing very well considering there is yeah. the, the pass rush is non-existent more often than not. If and it does show up, it's very sporadic or, you know, and then, or peppered throughout a game every now and then, but you don't see right. us getting in the quarterback's right. face. You don't see us rushing them, hurrying them or anything like that, man. And I think a lot of that credit has to go to Justin Simmons because since he's returned, yeah. it's been a it's been a night and day defense since he's come back and just proves how important and invaluable he is to this team. Yeah. Look, I, I would not want to have been in Mathis's shoes, you know, literally to try to, you know, be the guy that's stepping in for Justin Simmons. But um, well, no, the fact- no, 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 no. No, no. Turner who was, who was Turner? Yeah. Yell. Okay. But still, you know, <laughs> Mathis had his own problems. <laughs> Mathis had his own problems. Turner, yeah. I wouldn't want to be his guy or in his shoes, right? Um, because and you know, an inexperienced just, guy, like to yeah. your point, inexperienced guy. It's not an easy task, but at the same time, just his leadership and presence on the field is. It's it's not that he's just the starting safety, but he. You know, he brings all all the what they what the intangibles, as they say, um, yeah. to, to the field. Yep. Nah, man, it's uh, it's awesome to see. And if they can continue this, look, we'll talk about tomorrow night. Um, but the Chiefs are coming to town, and yeah. we did okay against them on a on a Thursday night on the road. Now both yeah. teams have a full week to prepare, and we're playing in Denver, and it's going to be more there less than half the temperature that it was this last sunday up here it was 75 degrees yeah. the high right now is 33 degrees and chiefs uh, with no, snow chiefs can play with in the snow. cold is it that's my problem is chiefs are good at playing the snow the last couple times playing the snow we haven't done very well well we so. just haven't been good in general is the problem well yeah, 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 yeah there's that too <laughs> one quick thing i know we're out of time matt was is mathis is he hurt what was he out there? I don't. Was he just a healthy scratch? I'm not sure. Maybe, but whoever Fabian Moreau who filled in, I think I I'm guessing he must have been the number two cornerback yesterday. Fabian Moreau, okay. I saw his name, you know, all over the field, and I didn't have the same complaints that I was having with Damari Mathis. Um, I I was thinking I, I honestly don't know um, where Mathis was this game. Yeah, he wasn't a uh, he wasn't uh, inactive, so I'm not sure. And he maybe he just got relegated really farther down the death chart. Um, yeah. But Moreau, I mean, look, I have no complaints from the secondary. Um, it's no, it's where's the pass rush? Bring the pass yep. rush. If I'm if I'm Coach Joseph or if I'm Coach Payton, I'm looking at Vance Joseph saying, "We have got to figure this out. Yeah. This is not sustainable." You know, um, we are playing much tougher quarterbacks than Jordan Love coming down the pike. Um, you know, and I know we're not in a good position with our pass rushers having needed to get rid of Randy Gregory and yeah, yeah. Know, but where was Jonathan Cooper in this game? You know, we already talked about no. Browning not having the effect that we were hoping for. Yep. Zach Allen, we still haven't seen a breakout game from not him. Consistent. Yet. Not consistent. Not consistently. Not consistently. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, we got to see more from the pass rush. So look, look, John. Let's. Take a moment. Let's celebrate this win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, There's going to be a lot of things to talk about about this team and what they need to fix uh, to not embarrass themselves this next week. You know, um, I I think they have the opportunity. They have 
the skill to be able to do it, you know, especially with the Chiefs just not being as big a powerhouse as they have been in the past, right? Um, so I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what, what we all say about it and uh, see what happens next week. But it's going to be cold. Don't worry. We'll still be tailgating. <laughs> I, didn't realize. I'm- I did not realize snow, snow is in the forecast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess get out, the, get out the snow shovels. It's, uh, you know, it's time. Winter's officially here in, in Colorado. Winter's coming. <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. Just in time. Every year. Every freaking year, Kev. It's not Halloween in Colorado unless you are trying to figure out how to put your kid's costume on them over their winter coat. And making sure people don't slip and kill themselves on your driveway yeah. and then you have a lawsuit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So. Especially if you're like me, where your driveway is at like 30 to 45 degrees. Right. <laughs> and you just slip on it even when it's not icy. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Hey, man. Closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Yeah. Uh, let's see this continue. Uh, let's have this motivation moving forward. Let's um, look. Pa- uh, Packers defense. We already talked about Jair Alexander being out. But this is this is actually a good defensive unit. And our offense has struggled this year against good defensive units so if we can continue this into the chiefs game and the chiefs defense is no slouch i think they're the reason why we lost that last game like why why it wasn't closer than it should have been um Mm -hmm. so if we can play this level um against the chiefs hey we're in this game um and then we already talked about it at length for the defense get that pass rush and continue this you know holding teams under 20 and and look it it should be a game (laughs) But again, you never know what team's going to show up. So we will see. As long as it's not the team that was down in Miami, that team can stay in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you can retire, can get a second home down there and just stay there. Just stay. So, yeah, man. No, it, lots of good things that we saw in the game uh, yesterday. Um, lots of things that we saw that needed to be improved. But at the end of the day, W is a W. You cannot complain about that. Uh, unfortunately, we only have two of them this year. But hopefully we get a third soon, and I don't want to think too much about that right now because I'm too happy about yesterday. So, John, thank you very much as always, good sir. Appreciate your your help and your insights. Pleasure. My and pleasure. I think there's there's nothing else to say other to end this as we always do on a very strong go Broncos. Go Broncos. Here I go, in the zone, here I go, in the zone, here I go, yeah they know I'm a pro.